0: Hey, Peter. Hey. What genre would you say this song is? Neo-soul bebop. Oh, obviously Neo-soul bebop. How about this? Big band. Big band music. Got it. Got it. What about this song?
1: Sounds like mid-century pop. Does it? I would say it's all the genre
0: of Stevie. I like it.
1: no chance let go
0: I'm Adam Manis. and I'm Peter Martin and you're listening to the you'll hear it podcast music advice coming at you new theme song (laughs) Uh, I might be a new theme song. I love this song I know you don't this is not your favorite. Is this
1: your favorite Stevie tune?
0: It's not my favorite Stevie tune, but I do love love this song. Uh, You know what it was. It's emotional for me I remember being a little Mm. toddler driving around in my mom's VW rabbit on rainy nights And this song was on the radio on the pop radio stations and my mom singing along. I I will always love this song Yeah,
1: yeah, so I don't hate this song, but I love everything Stevie Wonder, as you know, as, as, as our dear listeners of course. know. But this is probably my least favorite Stevie Wonder
0: song. Of all the Stevie songs, yeah. that's your least favorite. It is. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so today we're obviously talking about Stevie Wonder, yeah, and yeah. I don't know if we talk about him too much or not enough, Peter. It feels yeah. like not enough, honestly.
1: I don't think you ever can talk about him enough. And actually, we don't talk about him that much on the pod. We really don't. There's an assumption, um, which is actually a beautiful thing. There's an assumption that we make, and I think everybody makes, that there's sort of an appreciation and understanding and that he's kind of the you know, uh, you know, undisputed, undisputed heavyweight champ of like songwriting and pop. and. But that's when it gets a little singing. murky. It's like, yeah, but of what genre? It's like well, of that's, everything. You that's know? my
0: favorite question. We've been talking yeah. a lot about genre the last couple of weeks, which is a oh, conversation I love to talk about. Yeah. And, oh, uh, do you? <laughs> I, told, I could talk for hours. Oh, can you? Just about the details <laughs> of genres. I love it. I love oh, drilling down on it so much. Uh, no, but the question I always like to ask people when we have these discussions is, Sometimes I'll ask what genre are the Beatles? Which, right. So a lot of people are like, "Oh, rock." Are Swing they? Swing era. Are like you know is that rock music? Like I mean obviously like doom doong like can be rock music whatever. Uh but All of my favorite artists or a lot of my favorite artists uh, do not box themselves in while they're creating music, which is, I think, something that we can talk about as useful as genre and labels can be as we're trying to Show other people what music is and find good music. Right. When we are artists and we're actually trying to make music, my biggest inspirations, and I know Peter yours are too, are people like Stevie Wonder, Miles Davis, Herbie Hancock—people that just won't be boxed in right. to a specific sound. And I think don't Stevie, box me in, bro. If you ask someone what genre is Stevie Wonder, you might get. Ten different answers. You can certainly get soul. You can get R and B. You can get funk. You can get gospel. You can get jazz. Right. You can even get some you know tracks that sound almost classical. You can get pop certainly with like I just called to say I love you and some of the other pop. pop, In
1: a way, is yeah, is the most logical, but it's also the least useful because that just means whatever's popular at that time. Yeah, and because Stevie's uh, career has spanned so many different decades, and he's had hits since he was you know. Eleven years old, or or, you know that you could say he's always been pop and or Papa Jason. He's been
0: popular, popular. But when when you're talking about like trying to define the sound, like today when I asked you what genre Stevie Wonder, your first answer was pop. Right, and I was like, "Oh, like Mariah Carey or Christina Aguilera, pop." And like, I said, yes, but better, (laughs) but obviously not. Like, it's it's it doesn't sound the same as those. That's what I'm saying. Maybe pop is the least useful out of. It's just a big umbrella, I think, for for whatever's popular at the moment. But it's just these kinds of artists, artists like Stevie and the Beatles, and and like we mentioned, Herbie and and Miles Davis. While you would certainly classify them, you know, in a record store or on Spotify as in the jazz category, Miles and Herbie. Their music has evolved over time and not always with the trends in jazz. Yeah. You know, and they're always playing different stuff. It's really just their own genre. Yeah. And I thought we could talk about the usefulness of that uh, for musicians or just kind of talk about genre as a box. Yeah and sort of the hindrance it can have on our own personal development this just caveat because i we've got a lot of blowback <laughs> from the Loive episode about me being frustrated talking about genre genre is certainly useful and labels can be useful for helping to teach and define and show people like and also scope is important we talked about my aunt linda before like if i'm talking to my aunt linda kenny g is jazz Not shout, even some... shout
1: out aunt, uh aunt linda
0: by yeah. the way Kenny G is jazz, not even smooth jazz, because she doesn't really know the difference between the two. Yeah. So when we're t- having a discussion, if I'm talking about Kenny G to you, yeah. he might not even get the smooth jazz label. It might be like contemporary instrumental pop or something, right? Yeah. Because we are we were able to define things in a little bit sharper terms. So scope certainly can but be I a part of But I do think, too,
1: Aunt Linda, Aunt Linda, and you know, kind of the general Wait, popular... Wait, you say aunt, and aunt, I say aunt? Aunt? I don't know. I be
0: the one. Um,
1: well, Linda is your aunt or aunt, so which is it? I would I say aunt. Aunt. Aunt Linda. Yeah, know, that's like, what I'll do. Yeah, No, but I think like if you talk about, so Kenny G and Kenny Garrett. Yeah. Like yeah, yeah. if you group them together, that could be jarring to anybody. If you're like, yeah, let's go hear one of the Kennys. Last name ends in G. Eh, it doesn't make a difference. They're both jazz. Yeah. Like that's pretty different. Like just in terms of like the overall sound. And we're not saying one is better than the other. One is better than the other. But I mean, it's it just even that kind of gradation between you know, artists within the supposedly same genre, I think is, is kind of important at times, you know, to define that. But
0: it's oh. all put on the fact after, yeah, after the music is already made. And it's really put on by people in marketing departments and things like that as an attempt to sell records, right? So that yeah. it's easily put into a box and categorized, And then also listeners know, oh, if this is in the jazz section, I like this. I like, you know, Aman Jamal, so and and Kenny Garrett is right there. So same section, maybe it right. sounds some something similar. I think from that perspective, well, from you, the outside perspective, from the inside perspective, I think the culture, the shared values, community have more of an impact than that.
1: Well, you know what? You just said something. He's just gay. I'm calling an audible here. I'm just thinking on my feet. As please do, um, and I'm a little under the weather. Full disclosure: I'm, my my legal department called again. They just texted said I got to say that. Um, so I'm I, this may not be totally valid, but like um, if you like. This, then you'll like that. That, I think, is valuable, but maybe not in that sense of, like, you're in the jazz section, so you're going to like everything that's in here. But think about this. Stevie Wonder. Maybe we don't know what genre is because he's he's incorporating all these things and maybe became his own genre. He is his own genre. But what is interesting is, like, if you like Stevie Wonder, you might like Raoul Midon who right. you've never heard of. exactly. Is Raul done jazz? Maybe a little more place in there is he R&B, but similar kind of thing. He's not imitating Stevie, but he's influenced. Yeah. Like like almost every singer, songwriter, even jazz. I mean, everybody from our generation that's, I think, kind of a thoughtful musician, consciously or unconsciously is influenced by Stevie Wonder and his music and his writing. And so, but I do think that kind of thing is interesting. Like, if you like Kenny G, then you'll like Kenny Garrett. Uh, maybe not. Not so
0: much. That's what I'm saying. Like sometimes... The labels that we put on the thing is not an accurate description of what might be the the commonalities. So like you said, you know, if you like Stevie Wonder, you might like this. You might like Michael Jackson. You also might like Joni Mitchell. Like there's kind of two sides of Stevie that you can go to, right? You might... Also, like Miles Davis, right. if you like Stevie Wonder, because right. there are genres, there are eras where they were, you know, overlapping in a similar aesthetic sound, right? Yeah. yeah. And so, like, it, it's just a really, it's a, it's a murky mess when you try to get into like finding the things you like. But if you go by sort of the shared values of the artist and the, and of your own, yeah. Like, what do I like about it? Right. What do I love about Stevie Wonder? I love the the harmonic complexity. I love the incredible grooves. Yeah. I love the production. I love the synth stuff. I love the yeah songwriting most Mm. of all i love the singing like all of it comes together and can be i think broken down better than it's r&b which some of it is yeah some of it's not it's soul some of it is some of it's not i mean this whole catalog is so huge some of it's i think you could classify as jazz especially of that era yep you know some of it is is folk music of that era like there's all this huge swath of of influence that happens in a in a extremely uh uh, progressive artists like Stevie Wonder. So
1: um, that I think that's a great way to put it. Prog- progressive artists like Stevie Wonder, of course, which are sort of generational talents in a way, like they don't come along that often. But there are other ones. Um, like, do they become a genre unto themselves because they are so popular? Or because they cross over, like because you can hear the influences of so many genres, but you can't necessarily say like it's mostly R and B, but a little bit of jazz and classical sprinkled in.
0: So I don't, I don't think so. Like, so let's take a group like, let's take someone like Phil Collins, mm-hmm. as popular as Stevie Wonder maybe, or almost certainly in, in that '80s period. Yeah. Right. And but he's a pop he's a pop singer yeah like he made pop hits you know he made invisible touch bangers, and all the bangers, bangers with Genesis yeah you know all that stuff uh, uh. pop or rock though but I mean it's he's definitely has his like you know uh, um, or prog rock prog rock influences no, from no early means. Genesis he was the prog rock drummer of the early Genesis oh, really? band that had Peter Gabriel as the singer as Genesis oh. yeah and he was just the drummer okay and then when they moved over into the pop sphere with all the DX7 stuff you know he's definitely the singer but that's not like they're not they're they're definitely like crossing over genres between those two eras, but in general, Phil Collins as an artist, we're gonna call him more of a pop singer. I'm talking about like if you were to say what genre is Phil Collins, well those are pop ballads he's singing. Those are that's pop music he's making. Yeah. But if you were to say what genre is Jacob Collier, Peter, yeah. what, what genre is Jacob Collier? Um Nouveau harmonic
1: progressive You have to
0: make up some words. UK soul. Combination yes. of words, right? <laughs> yeah. And that's what I'm saying is like it can be, you can play, you can you can play within a genre and be a sort of devotional musician to that genre Yeah, and say like, I really want to sound like rockabilly or whatever. And yeah. like really like lean into the look and the feel and the sound of that music. Or you can be the kind, which is, there's nothing wrong with that. Like there's a lot of great music and- it, Not that there's
1: anything wrong with that. No, 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 <laughs> but there's not.
0: But, or you can, I think you can be more of like a, a introspective, reflective, almost meditative artists like I would consider like Stevie, Jacob Collier is like a one of one. We'll put miles in there as well. I think the Beatles are so unique in there. Obviously started off as like with like rock and roll and that sort of like, you know, a lot of blues, a lot of blues blues in their influence. But like, if you listen to, but they're not a blues band. No, you listen to Abbey road. Like it's all over the map, what they're trying to do. There's definitely classical influence. There's like English choral music influence. And like, what's that? The concert band stuff, you know, concert band stuff, English brass band sounds. You know what I mean? Like it's, an interesting mix of stuff. So, what what do you think? Sea ab- shanties, yeah. sea. <laughs> <laughs> sea shells on the sea but, shanties, suffering silently. <laughs> but but I love that. I love artists that are just open to letting themselves go to these places that yeah. are are outside of an expectation. I think that's when some of the greatest music ever made is is made.
1: Yeah. So, i what do you think then about subgenres? Maybe that's where the magic is. Maybe that's where them, them gold in them their hills are. So like maybe that's a more useful thing. So if you think about like do you like classical music? Well, are you talking about, you know, I mean literally classical music is a very short period in what Right, talking but okay, about. so but within that, but that's sort of a subgenre. So if you look yeah. at like baroque is a subgenre of classical. Yeah. Um you might l- really like Baroque music. I mean, Kelly was Kelly Martin, uh, the, the wonderful, beautiful Kelly Martin asked me the other day, cause we went to see the symphony. She's like, is this, it was Beethoven piano concerto. She's like, is this classical or romantic period? And I was like, well, it's classical but I mean, beethoven's big kind of tent
0: classical yeah
1: big tent classical yeah. but it's also sort of the end of the classical and the beginning of the romantic period i believe beethoven is or is he just classical No, i think you're correct on that but yeah. they even had those are not arbitrary but it's also just like it wasn't like january 1st of 18 whatever yeah they
0: switched over but this is where i'm saying where it can be useful is thinking about it in scope right because you do have say like big tent pop yeah and i think you could put stevie wonder in big tent pop because he's one of the Best-selling artist of all time, one of the most popular artists of all yeah. time, and then you can get down into the sh- subgenres. Well, you have songs that sound, you know, especially from the Motown era, like soul music for sure. It is soul music. Yeah, R and B songs. He's got funk songs like Superstition, many, many others, uh, and he's got pop ballads from the 80s, like I Just Called to Say I Love You. Yeah. He's got reggae tunes. Like he's he yeah. really has like- on, Reggae Woman. Yeah, he's got all of these amazing uh, influences and all these spices in his music. And it's the same thing. Like you can say Miles Davis' Big Tent Jazz, right? No no question about it. Shared value system, lineage comes from Charlie Parker and before- But gets into smooth jazz. But gets into, by the end of his career, what we would now, if you heard it, was like, oh, that's smooth jazz. Yeah. 100%. So, but maybe Stevie Wonder- is a subgenre actually. Like, maybe Easy. as
1: opposed to, like, I mean, it's got all these different influences, but maybe as much as, like, you know, acid jazz was for a while, or prog rock, you know, which I don't even really know. I mean, I know that's a thing. I, I didn't know Genesis was prog rock. But, like, that's a better definition or could give more clarity. Cause look, what we're talking about is not for musical creativity. It's not like, I want to write a prog rock record. I want to do a No, we, and I think that that was something that was misunderstood by what both of us said, but you got singled out for is like, you know, what well, you're saying genre doesn't matter. I think what you were saying was it doesn't matter for the creative product. No. And How then, are you going to become a Stevie Wonder? Not that anyone is, but let's aspire to greatness. Yeah, right? and
0: in fact, like, like I was talking a little bit in some of the comments I answered about teaching and you know, I do a lot of teaching around here and i have no problems with people putting themselves into boxes everybody does it so like i don't have to teach that i don't have to teach you how to be attracted to conventions. Everybody wants to learn conventions. They think that's the key, but I almost get nobody, no student that is too much themselves, where it's like, whoa, (laughs) hold on, pull back a little bit. You're too original. You're too much yourself. It's usually people get stuck thinking, I should sound like this, I need to sound like this, I have to learn how to do things like this, as opposed to freeing themselves and just being themselves and letting their own creativity take them places that are a little bit unexpected. I have no problems with students that are too much themselves. I have more problems with people that are stuck in conventions that they don't know how to get out of. Right. Yeah, if I have any faults, it's that I'm too original of an artist. No I'm, I'm too true
1: to myself. <laughs> no, I mean,
0: like, you know who, like people like like Jahari Stampley, that we just yep. listened to yesterday like that is someone who is themselves you yeah know, they're showing up to the to the hancock competition dressed as themselves right. playing themselves
1: now will he look back at his 23 three-year-old self when he's 30 when he's 40 45 and be like oh i didn't have my thing together yet of course he we, probably will at some point but we can already hear that You know, what hopefully will continue to
0: be him as he develops, you know. That's the strong suit. It's not how fast he can play or whether he knows every single monk tune. Yeah. Or whether or not we
1: can identify
0: some of his clear influences,
1: which are there. For sure. You know. Um, just as you could with Stevie at that age, and, and certainly younger. No,
0: and he is connected to the history, to the lineage of the music. Yeah, and, you know, and, and I think Stevie is as well. You can hear Duke Ellington and Stevie. Like you can yeah. hear these influences of Black American music all the way through Stevie, and now he's a part of that influence, of course. Yeah. and like. That, that's, I think, what we were more talking about in genre. Not that you can't ever use labels and they're not useful for certain things. Of course they are. When we're discussing these things, they're labels. But when you're making music, try every once in a while just doing something out of your quote unquote genre or your expectations yeah, and see where that where that takes you.
1: What would you what's the subgenre this is? Hello. Hello. So
0: that's big tent jazz. Big tent jazz like for circus sure. jazz. Circus jazz. Big tent, that's under the jazz heading for sure. We're gonna call that what do we call that? Is that progressive Peter? jazz? By the way, so just so everybody knows, can we go to, we go to camera four? <laughs> camera four, please, thank you. <laughs> We don't, we don't have any numbers on the camera. This is Peter Martin's new CD, Peter Martin and Gen S, Generation S, with uh, Sarah Hanahan on alto saxophone, Ruben Rogers on the bass, Gregory Hutchinson. on the Shameless Bell. plug. It's so good, man. Thank you sure. should be so proud. This I'm was, very proud of this. We had concerts all week last week, and it was so this much just, fun to hear. These
1: just floated into the studios, these original samples, but you can pick up your copy if you'd like at um, petermartinmusic.com, cool. just throwing that out there. Dynamic modern jazz. Dynamic modern jazz. Dynamic. We do play with dynamics. Wow. Dynamic. No, but I do think that these type of subgenres can, because I mean, I used to always, uh, it would irk me, I would chafe um and perhaps even brussel a little bit brussel <laughs> <laughs> we coined a new subgenre <laughs> dynamic word. modern jazz when people were like oh what kind of music do you play oh you got a band what kind of music do you play so i play jazz oh well, like what kind
0: i'd be like look you idiot it's just
1: badass jazz
0: I know. that's all you need to know well there's also but- nothing more pretentious than, <laughs> than a musician where you're like what kind of music do you play you're like well it actually can't be categorized <laughs> That is also annoying. Right. Yeah. Like, didn't you say that in the episode, though?
1: What episode? You said genres. You can't be genre, genre-sized. genre I'm joking. You got oh. so serious. Look at how Genres don't matter. I can't be. Don't box me in, bro. Don't tase me, bro. You got to go back and Google that one. Um, yeah, it, exactly. That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. we, we get pretentious to avoid it. It can be pretentious to, to embrace it too much. You know, we That's just need to thing. find a, bit, a middle, like, how do you say something
0: to get people to the music, to hear it as quickly as there's, possible? There's nothing. That's new. what's important. There's nothing new under the sun. Charlie Parker said it best. Learn the changes right. and forget them. Right. And to me, that could be even like blown out to a different scope. Yeah. Learn the conventions, learn the genres what they what it means to be a bebop musician, what, what, what the difference between bebop and smooth jazz is. You should be able to hear that. You should know, you know who the heavy hitters are and every genre of music that you love for sure And then when you go to make music forget all of it and just be yourself and see what comes out So some of the official
1: agreed some of the official gatekeepers I think have done a little bit of disservice perhaps and I and I feel I feel a little bit bad But I got to be honest about my feelings on this. They've done some wonderful things, too So this is just a minor point, but I'm just thinking like Sirius XM and look that I mean with Spotify Apple Music with YouTube and the and Instagram, TikTok, the different discovery methods we have. Maybe Sirius XM is not as big of a player, but there was an in between time when like say for instance specifically to jazz that that jazz radio which were oftentimes NPR affiliated stations or public stations, always around like the 89, 90, 91 area on the FM. My, fell out my of dial favor-
0: is stuck all the way to the left, yeah. buddy. And yeah. I still
1: listen to like, yeah. like you know, when I'm traveling stuff, I just find there. I'm like classical jazz. Okay, that's where bam. all the good shit is. That's yeah. where all the good shit is. Um, so, I mean you got jazz, you got classical, and the liberal echo chamber all wrapped up in one Actually, little number. <laughs> it's it's
0: usually because you're usually gonna then find like the R and B station at 107. Exactly. 108, you, yeah. Yeah. So you, you just like, gotta so we'll avoid the middle, end, you know. Yeah.
1: It's like when you go to the grocery, if you want to eat healthy, avoid the inside of the grocery That's store. That's Right, Stay just like on the like I'm a radio dial. No one under forty knows what the hell we're talking about <laughs> <I> right now. <laughs> exactly. But Sirius XM, they have a wonderful jazz station, but it's called Real Jazz first of all it's called serious so keep the, much you, right serious is s is not even the same word but it sounds like serious so if you say serious real jazz that's going to make people be like oh that sounds like a party happening over there
0: you know 100 percent. and then the smooth lincoln center thing, approved <laughs> juilliard approved exactly. real jazz oh
1: there's um actually they're um, they broadcast from that that well, well, <laughs> the, the same go. floor in the there same you build. go
0: till next time you'll hear it you'll hear it